Yes, it is that time again, people. There's a game on tonight, and we're reviewing last week's victory. This is Northern Steel Podcast. Ever heard of it? Doubt it. Here we are. Dominic, Chris. Episode, what's that? 53. Marquise Pouncey. Someone else potentially in 53. Did Higgins wear 53? Rest in peace, my boy. Who knows? But here we are. Episode 53 of the Northern Steel Podcast. Fresh off a week two preseason win against the Buffalo Bills. I see what you did there. All right, sorry. I uh, had a little bit of a moment of panic, Dom, and I'll tell you why, because he said there's a game on tonight. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is being released tomorrow. Uh, yes, this is being released on yeah, Thursday, yeah, but we're yeah, recording yeah, yeah. on a Wednesday. <laughs> no, this is right now. This is live on Thursday. Uh, yep, yep. Here we are. We're going up. Continue, so if please. Sitting, if you're sitting at work and you're like, God, I can't wait to watch the Steelers. I just need Steelers content in my veins then put on this podcast and listen to our two dumbasses start talking about the Steelers because that's what we love to do, and we're here for it. And we got a lot to say like this. Chris, go. Uh, yeah, so what I was going to say is um, every time we start the podcast and you count down, you say three, two, one. In my mind, it goes to the iCarly intro, and I want to say, I know, you see Somehow the world will change from here. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to cut me off and be that was so wonderful. Yeah, that was very valuable thought, and I appreciate you expressing that. And I will, thank you. I can't wait to keep this in the podcast. Well, let's talk about the week two <laughs> victory over the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Uh, lots of great stuff again. If you remember yeah. from last week, if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about the biggest thing we talked about. Besides watching the usual cast of characters of the rookies, the free agents, whoever else, we talked about what is the first team offense and defense going to look like against the first team offense and defense of the Bills. They whooped our ass last year. How are we going to combat against them, Chris? And boy, did we combat against that. I want you to let the people know what happened, what your initial thoughts are from that game. Gosh, dude, I'm just so excited because what a like show that we absolutely just got to witness by the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Buffalo Bills. As Dom stated before, we were absolutely annihilated last year. We had a young team. Uh, Matt Canada was and still unfortunately is our offensive coordinator. So <laughs> a, lot, a lot of bad uh, came out of that. But you know what? We took this as an opportunity. And I said it last week. We both did. We said, uh, if you're not into big-time preseason watching, you should be because this is this is why. This is exactly why. We got to see our first-team offense, our new and improved first-team offense, go up against this Buffalo Bills team, their first-team offense, who I believe only let us score. Defense. Sorry, that's what I meant. First team. <laughs> first team everything. Uh <laughs> They only uh, allowed the Steelers to score three points last year. It was yeah, horrible. I think that's right. Yeah. It was a beatdown. All right. Yep. Kenny might have thrown for 300 plus yards. That didn't matter because we just <laughs> no, got. He did not. <laughs> he did. He did. He threw for 300 yards? Yeah. That was his highest throwing game of the season. Uh, let me take back my condescending laughter. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. Seriously. <laughs> 
check yourself, man. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I like to look up these stats, but um, what a show we were shown. Honestly, it was a pretty amazing. Literally, a first team offense goes in there, and it's just firing on all cylinders right away. We went out there. What was the first one? Uh, was in. Oh gosh, I'm thinking of the fire booth right away, and I I can't. Oh. Oh, 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 I know the first one is. Of course, this caused all the debates this week, which we'll probably get into later. Um, yep. <laughs> but we start off with a solid 62-yard mm, touchdown by Jalen Warren himself, Fast Willie Parker's cousin, I do believe so. And, yes. you know, it makes sense. Yeah, The dude's capable of big-time plays and big-time moments. And, gosh, we started that game off with a bang. We scored on the very first offensive drive. It was so electric, so big. People were freaking out. It was it was breathtaking. Don, what do you think about it? Uh, I think the biggest part. I mean, obviously Warren's run was great. The blocking on that was immaculate. Uh, another thing I really liked about that first drive was, um. Kenny's composure because you know I, I, the nerves are always there. You're playing against one of the premier teams, but he just still seems confident. And the fact that we were able to convert, I know at least one third down, if not two, in that drive before that big run happened. But I, I but the the fact of the matter is, is like what you want to see from your quarterback, especially when you're trying to establish a run game, is to convert third downs and keep the drives alive. And they did. The offense was able to do so. Throwing, especially throwing a clutch pass to Allen Robinson, which I'll touch on again later, and was able to set up the Jalen Warren run, and I couldn't couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I was in a disarray of emotion. Quick, explosive. That those are like just a couple things to describe what we witnessed on that very first drive from the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, and it wasn't just the offensive side of the ball that we saw a dominant performance from, but also right away after that score, we kick off the ball. We pin Buffalo deep. They didn't go far. I don't know. Maybe they got, what, a first down? Not the first drive. Did they not even on that first one? They just went three, three and out. Three and out. Yes, three and sir. out. Huge performance by the defense. What we probably should have done the last time we played them, but then they had that 98-yard bomb. Well, we're not thinking about that yes, one. Yes, that is true, uh, though. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty harsh. Uh, but not only that, but we finally got to see a little bit of Calvin Austin in the return game this go around. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, everyone's all hyped because he had that 67-yard reception touchdown last week against the Bucks, And, you know, we knew that he was a threat on the special teams. He was doing it all the time over in Memphis, returning kicks left and right. So let's give him a try. Let's see what he has to do. And Dom, what does he do? He returns this puppy nearly to the house. He gets so Ooh. far up there. He makes one cut. He's gone with that flash speed. Puts us in excellent position. Yeah. <laughs> he's pissed that he's not gone, but he did. But Tomlin was amped. He's like, finally, a guy who can return the ball. I've been waiting for this for a long time since Antonio Brown days of returning the ball. What, what glorious days those were, too. But. Antonio is no longer on the team. In fact, he is probably in jail after not paying child support lately. I, yes, I saw that. I'm not just arrest. making, yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not making that up to make a joke. Yeah, he's actually out there. So if you spot Antonio Brown, please contact your local authorities. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
but uh, what do we do? We don't waste any time on that next one. I believe it's the very first play. Yes, sir. And we know we have three wide receivers to the left. We have a receiver on the right. Najee Harris on the right side. Sends him over in motion. Makes us four on the left. And uh, we go back to pass Kenny with composure, with some passion, with a little bit of swag. He clean spots that as well. A clean pocket. Oh, what a beautiful pocket that was. He spots mm-hmm. the mismatch in coverage with the linebacker on Pat Fryermuth. It throws a beautiful place ball over the middle. Man. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a strike for a easy 25-yard touchdown. Easy 25-yard yes. touchdown. Back shoulder throw against Frymuth against Milano, one of the better coverage linebackers in the league. Didn't matter. In the post-game press conference, uh, yeah, post-game press conference, Kenny said, we saw Frymuth on a linebacker, and I like that matchup. And I know players have a hard time remembering who's out there on the field. When they're scouting, they just remember numbers. But that was Matt Milano. That was not just no linebacker. And I think that tells more t- towards the confidence Kenny has in Fryermuth because it doesn't matter what linebacker's out there. He was like, oh, Fryermuth on a linebacker? That's my guy then. And Absolutely. It was, and it was easy, breezy, cover girl. Oof. What a what a play. What a, what a first two drives by the Pittsburgh Steelers to get out there and just be electric. Um, you know, being able to score on the first two drives is not something that we saw very often out of the, the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. So no uh, and, emphasis and, and, on and, the big splash plays. And to be against the Bill, and I know it's preseason. I get it, guys. But to be against the Bills and then to be up 14-0 right away. Oh my God. I was like, I can't believe this. My my Shorts are wet. This is insane. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just it, really fun to watch, and it was just so exciting. And, I mean, granted, after that, we took out the first-team offense. Tomlin said, I've had enough. Kenny's thrown way too many passes, uh, four, and uh, he, he was <laughs> out of there. So, uh, yeah, And, and uh, you know, then – and we'll go into individual players too, but, you know, then the – First team offense for the Bills stayed out there and they kept staying out there for a little bit and they put together a good drive, but their penalties themselves really killed them. That is part of the game that happens. But as a Steeler fan who can see the writing on the wall, I can't say that I'm I'm going to call it as it is. It was lucky. If that was during a game, I'd be like, wow, we really lucked out with all these penalties we got. Uh, not to say they're bad penalties because Marcus Golden would have had a sack on a beautiful throw by Josh Allen and he was held, so it was pulled back. But their drive derailed by... Uh, penalties and uh, later they came out again first team offense with Josh Allen and he gets sacked by Highsmith so the defense was really shutting him down really shutting him down absolutely and it wasn't I mean yeah penalties played a big part in it but at the same time you got to play clean I mean Sean McDermott probably was not very Mm -hmm. happy with his uh, Buffalo Bills that day having 13 penalties for 93 total penalty yards that's yuck god Yikes. I get it's preseason. Clean that sh- up. Seriously. That's <laughs> that so bad. And I mean, like, that's without saying, we only had three more minutes of possession over the Bills, believe it or not. So, uh, I believe not, it. Yeah. Which, by the look of the score, you'd think we'd have a lot more than just three minutes. But, uh, yeah. Well, when, you're scoring, uh, when you're scoring in fast plays so quickly, you know, absolutely. It, that's what's going to happen. 
no long drives there. Besides maybe Mitch's drive. Yeah, that's, that's true. But let, let's take a look at the rest of the game, shall we? And just kind of like touch on the, the, the positives of it. Uh, do you want to go for that? Um, well, I, I, how about you, how about you touch on real quick? Cause I, cause then I'll go just like last week, I'll go through our list of players we're watching. I have notes on every single player that we're supposed to be watching in this preseason, or at least that you and I decided that deemed watchable and I'll go through that list, um, with my notes. So if you just, so if you wanted to highlight the rest of the positives, yeah. you can real quick. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it was a lot better game for Mitchell Trubisky coming out of the gate. He was 10 for 13 for 78 yards and a touchdown. Uh, a lot better presence out of him than against the Buccaneers. I mean, he was making a lot better throws, maybe more within his ballpark. Uh, it was a lot more safe and conservative with the ball. Um, so it was good. A better performance for him. Definitely feel a lot better about that number two spot, but I was never worried about that. Um, no. Tanner Morgan went out there and slayed. He got sacked one time and went zero for zero. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel so bad for Tanner Morgan. I mean, uh, he's not going to make the team, but God, it is what it is, bro. It is what it, it is. is. What it is. Uh, again, I'm. I mean, Jalen Ward is one thing, and we already touched on that. But for our running uh, to be 121 yard total yards. And this is against a tougher Bills defense, too, who, you know, we saw a lot of short runs happen. So you take away that 62 yards, we only had about 60 uh, or 59 yards total outside of that. But, hey, we uh, we kept it on the ground. We had a couple good ones out there, so that was good. Uh, ball placement, uh, we moved. Oh, I was go gonna for say, it. I was just going to say, it makes sense that the rushing was so low because as we're talking about the positives, one negative thing is our line depth being absolutely atrocious in this game had no push at all. I felt like the only, I, I was trying to watch Broderick the whole time, and at least Broderick was kind of holding his own, but the rest of the line was, phew, yikes, yeah. absolutely destroyed. You know, it, it, that is so true, and hopefully that's something that we can figure out here because uh, I mean whenever we get injuries to the line that's always when our season starts to fall apart but hopefully that's not the case this year uh, you know we spread the ball around a lot we, the, we threw to 12 different receivers so definitely some people got to see their uh, moment in the spotlight which was good and uh, overall I'll just say defense defense played uh, pretty well for the most part I mean especially yeah. stopping their first team D, our offense uh, looking really good. We created a lot of turnovers, got to the quarterback a lot. It's exactly what you really wanted to see, especially for the amount of opportunities we gave them to go and score. Uh, we held them uh, accountable a lot. Right. So, And now that the Ravens' preseason streak is over, the second longest streak is now ours. Hooray! <laughs> is it? It is. Raiders are first and we're second. <laughs> but what, what do we have, like six? Five. No, five, Whoa. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid thing anyway. I don't know why they're so proud <laughs> proud of that. It was dumb. I know. I know. It's like that's like a Browns thing to cheer about. You know what I mean? Like Totally. They still claiming their Super Bowl against their win against us in the playoffs, so whatever. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get Oof. me started. <laughs> I don't get you started, I'll get Nick Carn started and then he won't ever show don't up. Don't get like me started. He does, so. <laughs> I know, I know. So you you go on with what you got. Okay, ladies and gents and everything in between. I got some notes for y'all. 
Again, the preseason watch list. Let's go through it, starting with the 2023 draft class. These notes are a little bit shorter than last week because guess what, everybody? I did them today, an hour ago. So let's go through them very quickly. Uh, Braddock Jones, his second game, he played a lot again. The entire backup line was ass, but he held his ground at least, I thought. He did give up one sack. Uh, Thought he played well, though. Still no reason to start over Dan Moore yet. That is okay. Joey Porter with his debut game. He had one tackle, one pass defense, and one pick. He looks real good. I'm going to be real honest with you. The quarterbacks did not throw his way a lot. He didn't have more stats than that. Um, he went against Stephon Diggs on his first play, gave up a quick slant catch, but he was right on him. Nothing he could really do there. Good tight coverage, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, the interception was great because he threw that receiver out of the stadium and turned around and made the play. That was a awesome play as awesome cap to kind of the offensive fireworks we already saw and uh, loved that down Benton did not play Darnell Washington had one catch for six yards Darnell here's the thing man I didn't see his blocking plays as much I don't know if I was just focused on product too much or focused on other things I just missed him I don't know I don't know if he had like a lot of good blocking stuff I'm not sure He's targeted twice in the end zone by Mitch and the bills were penalized twice to try to keep that man from grabbing a touchdown um, that's, that's all there is about Darnell. So he, you know, he's big. He got some penalties, only one catch again, though. He did have, I did see a replay. I sent to Chris where he got open and ran a nice smooth route, but Mitch this time did not throw him the ball. Uh, then you got the man, the legend, the preseason MVP, Chris's boy, Nick Herbig, three tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, one forced fumble. I mean, what can I say, man? He's a beast. He really is. Ooh, so good. So good. And and the bend on that boy. My God. I haven't seen a boy bend like that since my clubbing days. Anyways, Spencer Anderson. <laughs> Second game, same story as the first. Um, played all over played everywhere, every position. Uh, again, hard to keep track of. He kind of—it's it, unfair to him. He plays at a time where I'm not really paying attention as much to the line, I'm, or or if he plays with Broderick, I'm focused on Broderick solely. Sorry, Spencer. That's just how it is. Um, he did have a holding penalty. I do remember that, but I remember. But the whole backup line sucked. So I don't know. Yeah, he's not getting cut. <laughs> he's not no, getting I cut. know, I know. Because uh, the coaches do like him because of his versatility. Uh, let's go into the free agent acquisitions. Patrick Peterson played in this game. He had two tackles. He did give up on the like give up receptions on the man coverage passes, especially on Stefan Diggs. They're both like slant. Oh, they're both uh, curl routes. Hard to cover on man coverage. Uh, he stopped Stefan Diggs on like a deep throw, but need to see more. Honestly, I mean it is what it is. We saw a report from an uncredible source, um, a source I do not like in Steelers media. No, not you, Chris. Oh. <laughs> but someone else uh, that Joy Porter said he's going to be starting on the outside and Peterson will be playing slot for sure. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if that's actually true. Uh, Nate Herbig. I don't think played. Yeah. Cole I, don't know. I didn't see much. Holcomb. He had three tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, just a well-rounded dude. It's the reason he was the reason for the tip drill pick in the end zone to Elijah Riley. I mean, good work, man. Good work. Alandon Roberts, his second game, he had two tackles, 
shoved his nose, uh, shoved his nose in the holes. Pause during the run plays. That's what we got him for. Uh, <laughs> Isaac Seomalu, uh, phenomenal blocking that touchdown run. No pressure from his side. Clean pocket. Nothing else to say. Braden Fehoko hit one tackle. I wrote, did he play? Could have fooled me. Didn't notice him at all, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Keanu uh, Neal's second game. He did play. No stats. Good thing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Braden Mann, the punter, did not play. Allen Robinson, one catch, 10 yards. He had a clutch third down grab. He took a shot when he caught it. That's what he's here to do. Pick up the third downs. Keep the ball moving. Shannon Sullivan, one interception. As was his only stat, and what a doozy of an interception it was. I'm talking Benanet Mananel. Uh Hakeem Butler did not play and will not play because he got cut. So he's gone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, not even like a moment on the piano for Hakeem Butler or anything like we used to do for Juju and those guys. I mean, look, bro. No. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Don't waste the time. Uh, I have to I have to turn it on the piano. It's got to load up, and he wasn't here long enough to be worth all that, to be honest. Um, Marcus Golden, second in his second game, he had two tackles. I think it's a solid rotational piece. He would have had a sack, but he was held. Um, you know, he is what he is. Quan Alexander, one tackle, fresh off of a $43,000 fine. I did not see this man flying around as much in a preseason game, probably because of the fine he received. And he was like, I'm not trying that hard anymore. <laughs> During preseason action. Let's go to the 2022 draft class. Uh, Kenny Pickett, three for four, four to three yards, one touchdown. It's Kenny season, baby. My boy's got the swagger. He's extending drives. He's firing over the middle with precision. Look the F out. George Pickens, one catch for eight yards. We know what he can do. We scored 14 points without him. The offense is scary, my brother. Uh, DeMarvin Leal. One tackle. Unfortunately, he really benefited, I thought, from the disruption Benton made last game, and he couldn't cause enough push by himself. That's just what I saw. I'm not out on DeMarvin. That's just the kind of game he had, I guess. Uh, Calvin. Calvin Austin. One catch, 12 yards, one punt return, 54 yards. He's got a beautiful release at the line of scrimmage, especially on the slam pattern. He got targeted deep, but he wasn't big enough to make the play. That is what it is. And huge punt return is up to quick score, like we talked about earlier. Connor Hayward, two catches, 12 yards, one touchdown. The touchdown was on a third down again. Do you need somebody to make a play? 83 is going to make a play. I don't know how you keep this man off the field. I really do not. You can't. Correct. (laughs) Mark Robinson, three tackles. I wrote, didn't stand out to me. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. Uh, 2021 draft class, Najee, two rushes, six yards. Stop dogging, my boy. He's going to be all right. Uh, Kendra Green, Jesus Christ, bro. They really drafted this man on the third round is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's absolutely so atrocious odd. again. So bad. If he doesn't play fullback in this last game, I do not see how you keep this man on the team. Easy cut candidate. And me and Chris are talking about surprise cuts that could happen. I don't think anybody's a surprise cut. Some of the stuff makes maybe it's people who've like been around for a while, but no. the people who are gonna get cut are obviously get cut. Like no. James Pierre. If James Pierre gets cut, so I wrote I saw an article. It said surprise cut could be James Pierre. That won't surprise me <laughs> if he gets cut. 
No, what's going to surprise me is when Kendrick Green somehow makes the 53-man roster, and I'm going to riot. Yeah, true. I agree. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, he had two tackles, same thing as DeMarvin, didn't have enough push, to be honest. Trey Norwood didn't play. Presley Harvin had five punts, 38.2 average, long of 52, all five punts inside 20, and I think most of them inside the 10. Uh, McFarland had nine carries for two yards, Jesus. Two receptions for 18 yards and one kick return for 19 yards, but he got zero blocking. I mean that that backup line was terrible, but I so I think the skill set's still there. Uh, Tanner Morgan, like Chris said, uh, zero zero with a sack. And I said, I don't know, bro. I want to turn on the game off when you win. <laughs> <laughs> David Perales, three tackles. I pro practice squad player. I think. Kenny Robinson, uh, five tackles, most on the team. I said, I don't know. Do you want me to lie and say he was making a difference? He's forgettable. <laughs> uh, Madre Harper, one tackle, same as Kenny, but to Robinson, but to a lesser degree. Jalen Warren, I mean, we already said it, 62 yards, one touchdown. He's him. And Luke Barku did not play. So that's it for the players to watch for right now. Uh, above, I mean, overall positive positive things uh positive overall and now we look forward to since this podcast will be out on thursday today tonight we look forward to tonight's game against the atlanta falcons real quick yes uh, i did it last week i want to do it again real quick who are your uh oh yes three winners I... and three losers of the game oh god you want me to go first yeah i went first last time Three winners. Oh my jeez. Okay. Uh, winners, winners, winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Here we go. Um, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kenny. Again, I know I, th- I know I only threw four passes, but it's just the confidence is there, man. I don't know what else to tell you, and I love to see it. Oh, Kenny. I'm a lot of people been saying Jalen Warren. I'm not gonna say Jalen Warren. I mean, he had a great. He had a great. You could say Jalen Warren. There's nothing. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with saying Jalen Warren. I just think like he had he had one rush, and yes, it was really good. But yeah. like, but like, but like, I I know he can like he's good like that. <laughs> you know, so uh, I'm not gonna That's say Jalen. I'll say I'll say Nick Herbig, and I'll say JPJ. I thought those are winners from the game. I thought JPJ played really well because they did not throw his way a lot. So he obviously had his guy on lockdown. So. No, that was really good. That was really good. Uh, y- you know, kind of looking through, there's a lot of players who I feel like did a really good job last week. Um, if I had to pick three, uh, let's let's start off with the knowns, shall we? Uh, Nick Herbig, again, mm-hmm. uh, preseason mm-hmm. MVP. He's going to make a big difference this year, so I'm going to put him as a winner. Uh, another winner that I got for us is uh, going to be Calvin Austin from the special team side of the ball. Um, yep. We got to see that talent displayed, which is really nice and refreshing. Uh, it's been a struggle. I mean, Ray Ray did a fine job when he was here, but just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, let's go with. Honestly, I'll I'll give I'll give uh, props to Alex Highsmith, uh, mostly because he played really really well. Uh, he had a great tackle for loss, uh, and I uh, Josh Allen. I thought it was a sack, but I didn't realize that 
Um, why why do you keep pointing at me? Are you just saying I, I wait, agree? Yeah, but I'm waiting for you to say <laughs> yeah. something else about Highsmith if you if you get to it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get to it. Don't even worry about it. Uh, he had the oh, yeah. amazing tackle for loss on uh, Josh Allen. Uh, stayed with him the whole time. But not only that, but we also got to see his amazing lockdown shutdown defense on none other than the All Pro receiver himself, Stephon Diggs, who after that play contemplated leaving the Bills entirely. He said it himself. <laughs> Uh, Stephen A. Smith said his sources said I can't handle this if I'm going to get locked up by an outside linebacker. Uh, so uh, what a what a great defensive pass breakup by Alice Highsmith. He's in midseason form. Gosh, I'm so excited to watch him. Nick Herbig's playing well outside linebacker, but now Highsmith of that pass coverage. I mean, can you say cornerback one for Highsmith? What? <laughs> Highsmith yeah, more like I- high safety. I think it's funny. I guess. I guess. Yeah. It technically wasn't a sack because Josh he Allen ran, ran, yeah, beyond yeah. the line of scrimmage and then ran backwards and tried to throw it. I don't know what that man was doing, but dude's too, his mind's too distracted in, uh, um, Haley Steinfeld's. Were your losers? Bod- bodacious body, but who could blame him? To be honest, <laughs> it's so true. Who could blame him? Um. Uh. Okay. Three losers. Three losers. Kendra Green again. It's a unanimous <laughs> loser every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see who else is a loser. Hmm. I'm thinking. Um. I don't know, man. I, I like the offensive. I mean, the entire offensive line. Like, like the secondary offensive line. I mean, if I want to pick another offensive, if I want to pick one specifically, I know who I'm going to pick, and it's LaRaven Clark, because there was times when Mitch was in, and they took Broderick out. I'm not sure why. I don't know if Broderick, like, was exhausted, or if he was hurt for a little bit, but they took Broderick out for a little bit, and they put LaRaven Clark in a left tackle, and there was a dude rushing from that side every play, getting through every single time. So yeah. I would say the whole I would say the whole the whole like backup offensive line, but if I have to pick someone specifically, I'll say LaRaven Clark, I'll say Kendrick Green, and I will say <sighs> not really sure. I don't know. As another I mean, this is sad to say, but I guess Hakeem Butler. Bro didn't even get a rep. No, he's off the team. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it is. No, it's it's kind of funny because he actually took uh, two of mine that I were going to say because they coexist within each other. But I was going to say Kendrick Green, our backup lineman. And then my third one was actually going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers as a whole if we keep Kendrick Green on our roster. So that's more of like a <laughs> what if kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. But but no, I honestly, I was kind of going to go the same route as you. I know you said Hakeem Butler, but I was even going to say Cody White because he was also another unfortunate victim in the uh wave cut uh pool and yeah yeah he he got one catch for six yards uh that one catch was not enough to keep him or keep him a spot on the team sorry cody you've uh, fought hard for us we've kept you on the practice squad for a number of years but it's time to go our separate ways cue the journey but i mean i think it's a good problem to have that we can't really truly think of three losers so that's a good problem to have no it's a great thing uh, so, uh, are we looking ahead now to tonight? Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, looking ahead to the Falcons game. Things that we're looking for. Here's some things I'm looking for. And I'll let Chris talk about the things he's looking for. And hey, you listening. Yeah, you with the beautiful face. If you got things that you're looking for and you want to let us know, you can tweet at us. You can answer our question on the podcast right now, especially if you're listening to this on Spotify. There's probably a question there. I write one every week and no one answers it. <laughs> so you can probably write it there. But things I'm looking forward to for tonight's game. Uh, the starters, I think the starters, I think are going to play again. And I think they should play as they should at, at most a quarter. But hopefully just because, I, you know, and I know NFL's hard. I know every week it can be different and you can suck against lesser teams. But the Falcons on paper should be a lesser team than the Buffalo Bills. And I'm looking for them to continue the play style they've been playing against the Buccaneers, against the Bills, into Atlanta, into Atlanta and um, and play well. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for... Like if if they have a really great series again with Kenny and company and first team, and they go down and score a touchdown right away, maybe they take them out right away because they're like, yeah, this team's built different. They they built like this. They know what they're doing. So, but you know, if they struggle, I could see a whole first quarter if they're struggling because it's the last time they'll cut to play between this game and week one is seventeen days. That's why I feel like they have to play. Um, so I'm looking for that as far as. I don't really care about first team defense, to be honest. I think they're good. They they know what they are. If Pat Pete wants to play, if they if they play Pat Pete, whatever. But like it's the Falcons. They're a running team. Um, so you know, sh- shutting down the run. I guess what I'm looking for more for the defense. Defensive line, especially, is more push. Uh, especially from the backups. Fehoko, who we always heard about in training camp, who I'm just not seeing in the games get the push they're supposed to get. Uh, Demarvin Leal to have a bounce back. Louder Milk to have a bounce back. I mean, it's, this is a good running team. They're gonna be running with running it with Bijan too, who's for some reason third listed on their depth chart. So I'm looking for them to really control the line of scrimmage there on the backside. And then individually, of course, I mean, like, yeah, Nick Herbig's been great. And I and now it's uh selfishly getting to a point where I kind of expect them to play well. So I guess if there's a rookie I'm gonna be looking at, it's still the first two again. I'm looking at Braddock Jones to keep improving, keep holding his own, keep playing steady. And I'm looking at a uh, JPJ. He had a great game against the Bills. Can he continue that against the Falcons? Can he shut people down? Can he hold the, hold his own? That's what I'm looking for. No, and I think he said it perfectly um, as far as like who we're looking at and, and the things that we want to see. Um, as you all know, Falcons were one of the top rushing attacks in the NFL last season, especially adding Bijan Robinson to that mix. Um, they are going to be a force on the ground. So again, with this new and improved defense and defensive line, just want to see how we can stack up against them, seeing if we can, you know, get in there, uh, get more plays, tackles for losses, things like that, or even just like low yardage. Right now in this preseason, we are letting up 69 rushing yards per game, which is pretty damn fantastic. Um, and you know, that, that all starts with that, you know, the front seven and everything like that. And they've been playing lights out really well. So I just expect to see greatness continue and follow out of them. Um, you know, I I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think, I also think the running defense can even be better too. So it's like, it's a, it's good. But like there was moments in the last game, Alandon Roberts, middle linebacker, his whole goal is to stop the run. And he's doing that. He's doing a good job. But like there was a point in the last game against the Buffalo Bills, Alandon Roberts 
um, blitz the hole and and took out the 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 pulling guard and and blocked up that hole. And if that was schemed directly, or if someone else knew what they're supposed to do, someone should have been there in that hole, and they weren't. Mm. So I remember yeah. watching a play, and it's it's like Atlanta Roberts did what he was supposed to do, but no one else was there. And then the running back had a good like ten yard gain, twelve yard gain, and it's, so Absolutely. it's like so so yes, as a unit throughout the whole game, been doing well. But the but the cool thing, I guess, the great thing is 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 if you already think they're doing well, I think they could do better. No, I 100% agree. I, I think that's a really good point to bring up too. Um, but yeah, ultimately that front line is, is going to be important. I really want to see how we can fare against the the high rushing power of the Falcons. Um, I want to see how our uh, defensive backs can do. Like Dom said, I'm not really too worried about our starting defense. I feel like we have a pretty solid uh, you know, group of men out there who are very capable of being lights out uh, players. But obviously, um, last preseason game is going to be a lot of uh, guys' last shots making you know, an impact, seeing mm-hmm. if they can make that 53-man roster. Uh, there's guys out here who have made plays, or at least statistically it shows that, like Elijah Riley, he's maybe a bubble player that, that could be on there, maybe taking Pierre, uh, I was about to say Pierre Strong, uh, South Dakota State guy. James <laughs> uh, 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 Pierre. Yeah, James Pierre. Wow, gosh, it's nice. It's late. <laughs> or, um, or another person I think he could take because he hasn't played is is Norwood. Yeah, and, or which, Norwood. Which is which, unfortunately, because uh, we're supposed to be a team that builds to the draft and we keep getting rid of our draft players, but it could happen. It really could. Absolutely. I want to see Hakeem Butler, uh, not Hakeem Butler. <laughs> Gosh, he's going to. Boy, I'm sorry, Hakeem. I want to see Keanu Benton out there again because he was so fun to watch week one. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Robert Jones, I want to see him out there. I want to see JPJ, like you were saying. Uh, you know, I'm I'm less worried about Nick Herbig just because he's been an absolute stud out there for us. Right? Yeah, um, exactly. You know, so it's just ready to get in there, see how the first team does. But I, I also don't want them to be out there too long just because I want to make sure everyone's fresh and healthy for week one. Right. Because I, I know like last year, I think in the third preseason game, both Najee and TJ got hurt in that game. And that just carried over into week one. So, yes, you do still want to be uh, cautious with it. But and I think that's why I think uh, my guess is that a lot of starters on defense. I know it's I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know. I, it's 22 days since they'll play, so maybe they'll play them for one series. Um, but they're not gonna play them for very long at all. Um, hopefully, the one series, if if TJ and Cam and if the whole ones play, hopefully the one series they play is a three and out, just like it was against Buffalo, and then they can get off the field and they're good to go. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, uh, oh, and Larry O might play too, Ogan Joby. Which was nice yeah. too to see from a yeah, yeah, line. Well. So yeah, those are some quick things to look forward to, some solid things. Chris, you want to do your last segment before we get out of here? That's just what we did last week. Oh, the uh what player from a team or the rookie class that you would like to see on uh our team? Yes, sir. I gotta think of a clever name for that, but uh for right now it is the what rookie. <laughs> would you like to take from the draft class and bring him to the Steelers? Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start with this one? Um, <laughs> uh, you can start. 
Okay, so uh, this is a guy that I was really high on uh, coming into the draft, and I feel like week one didn't hear much from him. I don't know if he was battling injury or if he was just not playing or getting in as much involved, but it is uh, <clears throat> the Chargers' defensive end, um, Thule. Oh, boy, how do you even say his last name? Uh, uh, Tui, Tuli, Tui. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I boy. Know, sorry, I'm I'm about to sound this out and botch it in front of everybody. So, uh, Steeler Nation, I apologize. I know you probably don't care about this, but I do. Okay, so listen. Oh yeah, there's your other guy too. Uh, okay, where it's Tuli, Tuli, Tup, Uloto. Hell yeah, I think that's pretty good. Tuli, Tup, I think that's right. I think that's right. He was like my favorite defensive lineman coming out of the draft. Uh, he did so well. He had like 22 and a half or like 25 tackles for loss last year for USC. It was crazy. So I, I followed him pretty heavily. Uh, he played last week uh, against the Saints and he fared pretty well. He did have a really good tackle for loss, uh, which was awesome. Uh, ending the stats, he did... Uh, come up with just two total tackles and two of them were solo. So that's pretty awesome. And then that one tackle for loss. Um, I don't know how much playing time he really got out there, but it seems like he uh, definitely uh, stood his ground and then also made a big play out there. So uh, someone that I like to see out there. Uh, I mean, I know our defensive line is uh, looking pretty good, but it's always nice to have that depth. So it would have been nice to have him on there. What about you? Yeah, and definitely. And definitely out of all the guys we looked at, it was like, um, I, I would say Thule and, and Keanu are playing the best. Because we were uh, we were hyped about some other guys, and as of right now, they're not playing as well as at least those two are. And Keanu is already on our team, which is great. Um, last week, I said that a player I wanted, even though I hate this team with a passion, was Dewan Jones from the Browns because it's someone we scouted and I liked. And he dropped in the process, and he has now, he updates and has now 111 pass blocking, or 111 snaps without allowing a pressure on passes. Um, did the force be reckoned with? I'm sure he'll be starting soon. But unfortunately, the Browns also drafted another lineman I was looking at. Now listen, guys, I'm happy with our draft class. You can't draft them all. This isn't Pokemon. But the... <laughs> Guy, a guy that they drafted, who I also liked, and they drafted late in the draft, was Luke Weipler, center from Wisconsin, I do believe. And he is also doing very well. I believe I saw 70 um, snaps, maybe past snaps, could be wrong, without allowing a pressure. And uh, he's also playing very well. And, you know, not you know, I'm not dogging on Mason Cole, um, who's who can be up and down or whatever, inconsistent, but it'd be nice to have someone... Who, decent behind Mason Cole and right now we have god damn Kendra Green so it would be nice to have someone reliable behind this man and we don't nobody say that again (laughs) nobody we have nobody absolutely none absolutely correct so I guess Luke Weipler and next week I'll try to pick someone who's not on the Browns yeah, you're kind of becoming the Brown stand here. No. Uh, do you have something to tell us? No, I What's don't. What's your last name? Is it and I'll, see you week, and I'll see you week two when we win, and I'm going to be petty and comment on every comment we've gotten on Instagram and TikTok during the Browns matches. 
And speaking of the social medias, if you like what you see, if you uh, or hear mostly, <laughs> if you like what you hear, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or X, if you want to call it that. Um, TikTok. What else do we have? Facebook? We don't have that. Um, oh, dude, so Spotify. late. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can follow us on Spotify. That'd be sweet. We have, I saw we have four reviews, five stars. That's pretty sweet. You can follow us on That's there. That's pretty nice. You can follow us on YouTube and uh, you can follow us on Club Penguin and Wizards 101. I love that shit. I know you do. As far as this podcast goes, <laughs> it's over, baby. Time to get ready to watch the Steelers tonight. We'll be back next week to talk about their performance. And we got a week in between where we might just mess around a little bit next week before we actually preview the week one game against the San Francisco 49ers in which we win. My name is Dominic. This is Chris. Chris, do you have any last words to say? Go Steelers. Ooh, love to hear it. Goodbye. Peace. Peace.